This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. So today on the podcast, I'm speaking to a lady called Julie Maxted, who is the founder of the Doggate Company. And Julie used to work in PR many, many years ago. And recently, she's had a really good run of success with her pitches and press releases. So I wanted to invite Julie along so she could share share her success, really, um, and hopefully inspire you um, as you're listening. If you're thinking of pitching to the media, um, Julie's story will hopefully spur you on and make you make it sound a little bit more um, doable. So Julie, are you okay to just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. Hi, Rachel. Um, yes, I'm Julie Maxted and I have worked in the pet industry for um, over 18 years now. Um, and I've always had a great love of pets. Um, and yes, you're right. I have got a background in PR. Um, at the tender age of 17, I worked up in London um, for a PR agency and got involved with press releases, press receptions, etc. Um, worked in the industry for about seven or eight years, um, then went on to work for a national charity. Um, and I think PR has never really left me. So when I started my pet sitting business back in 2002, um, it was just a small local pet sitting business. And luckily, my PR skills uh, came to the fore then. And then in 2002, nine we franchised the business um, we changed the name to pets homes and gardens and the reason being that we were finding that not only were people wanting their pets looked after but they also um, wanted their homes sort of kept an eye on perhaps some watering in the garden and it opened up a whole avenue of other work that our franchisees then were able to offer and we now have 25 franchisees up and down the country. We still run our own pet sitting business um, down in Horsham, West Sussex. And last September, we launched a product for the dog market. So that's a very potted um, version of how my career really. Okay, fantastic. So you've got Pets, Homes and Gardens, which is the franchise business, and that's pet sitting and homes and garden um, care, I guess. Yes. Um, and yes. you've also got Doggate as well, haven't you? So, um, so yeah, so can you tell me, so Doggate is, just for anyone listening, if you don't know about it already, it's a product um, which Julie will explain a little bit more about later. So Julie, can you tell me about what led you to go from being in the pet industry, uh, sorry, from being in PR into the pet industry? Yes. Um, I worked in, the, in PR, as I say, for about seven or eight years, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think it was probably having, getting married and having children that sort of, sort of stopped me working, continuing my career in the PR industry, really, because um, a lot of it was based in London. Um, I did have a spell where I worked for a national charity. Um, I had my children. I did some part-time work in between. And I think what led me to work in the pet industry was I had, we had lots of pets when the children were small. And what happened was we were going on holiday um, one particular year and we ended up farming out the pets to several different places. 
And I thought to myself, if only I could find someone who could come to the home and look after all the pets all together. For example, we had two cats, a tortoise, a rabbit and a guinea pig and a hamster. And I couldn't find anybody. And it just gave me that idea for a business. Yeah. Um, the good thing was that my husband had been running a business anyway. Um, so we, we sort of knew how to go about doing it. And then, of course, my PR skills came in because I knew that in order to, to get um, attract clients, not only was it a case of doing advertising locally, but also trying to get some publicity in the local newspaper. So I did that um, and also a little uh, A5 magazine. And it was my love of pets that really started the pet sitting business. Fantastic. OK. Um, and then... So then obviously lots of experience working with pet owners and looking after pets and working in the home and everything. And then you, then you decided to do the dog gate. So can you tell me a little bit about that and how that came about? Yes. Um, we, as a, as a franchise, um, as I say, we franchised the business um, back in 2008 and it became apparent that lots of our franchisees were looking after dogs and dogs were another entity altogether than looking after cats and small animals and the safety um, was of paramount uh, when looking after other people's pets. And obviously, when you open a front door, there's always that worry of a dog running out. And this was something that we, our franchisees were finding as well. And we looked at various um, products on the market, but nothing was really um, substantial enough. Yeah. And my husband... Uh, Peter um, developed the dog gate. It took him over two years to develop dog gate. And he did it in conjunction with a company in Peterborough who've actually just been on the television because Sakir Starmer was up there uh, this last week, a few days ago, um, visiting the, the company. Um, they're a wire bending company. And we also use a Horsham based company for the clips. Yeah. And it took two years to sort of get together the prototype. Um, for dog gate but the way it works is it's a concertina type gate and it's the good thing about it is it's versatile so that you can add sections to it so it can become a front door uh, it can be a gate for the front door and it can also uh, be extended to become a stair gate and a room divider so we first of all some of our franchisees who look after a lot of dogs tested it for us and they loved it absolutely loved it and thought it was exceptionally good and we then got some other people that we knew who had dogs other clients of ours and friends and we tested it with them and we felt able then last September to actually launch it onto the market which is what we did fantastic okay so you know when you were looking to kind of raise awareness of Doggate what would you say were the biggest biggest things that you felt were in your way or what were your biggest challenges the biggest challenges was actually getting it out to other people to getting yeah. it out to the market and that was where we decided initially we were going to um book in a lot of shows so we booked in this year arding lie pause in the park one at maidstone there i think that we had about six shows booked um, when we first launched last year, we decided to do a soft launch and we really, from September, sort of, we launched it on our website, social, we did it really a lot of social media to begin with. 
And then we went to the National Pet Show last November. Yeah. And we found that that was exceptionally good. Um, we got a lot of good responses. We did a lot of lives from the show, etc. And we really then felt confident that we really had something. Um, because until it goes out to members of the public, which can be a very, dis- you know, the members of the public are very discerning about what they like and they don't like. And never having launched a product before um, ourselves, um, you know, we weren't sure what to expect. And at that um, show, we met um, somebody called Paula Stewart, who we didn't know at the time, who was actually a very influential person. And she introduced us to influencers and yeah. also Anna Webb. And that led to us getting promote, you know, promoting through influencers. Mm-hmm. So that's how we launched it. But then we started thinking, how do we, we really need to start working on the PR side. And I, want, I didn't really want to start doing PR initially in September. I wanted to wait yeah. until we'd got some traction with it, some social proof, some good testimonials, because... I thought if we start appearing in national press and national magazines, we want people to look at our website and go to the reviews to know that it's got that credibility. Um, So we started looking around at um, options really for PR and publicity. And we investigated some PR agencies. I had obviously had the PR skills but I, was a, I felt as though I was a little bit rusty, to be honest with you, Rachel. I yeah. did feel a bit rusty um, because I hadn't launched a product, so to speak, ever. I'd only ever launched services. Um, and obviously, when we did product launches, it was like <laughs> over 35 years ago. Yeah. So I knew that things had changed so much. And we got some quotes from some PR companies, and they were extortionate. Um, and Paula had mentioned you, you had come up in conversation and I'd seen lots of the work that you as a pet journalist were doing. And in the end, I took the plunge to come on your course, which was absolutely marvellous. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's really, really kind of you to say. And I, I really, it's really interesting hearing about how you kind of launched as well. Cause I think, I think what you've done there, um, obviously you've got your background in PR anyway, so you, you, you know what you're doing um but I think the the stuff that you did where you worked with the influencers and you you know you got those testimonials you got your website in shape you know in a good shape mm. you had the kind of social proof you had the the feedback and everything that's a really um that's a great way of doing things because quite often people will launch a product business and they just think oh my gosh I need to have this massive launch even though no one's really t- tried it or tested it or they don't have that social proof and I think quite often you know, you could be, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but you know me, you know, I'm like Julie. Um, (laughs) Often you could have a brilliant new product and you get it in, you know, you might get it in the mail online or something or a really big publication. And then when people read about it, they go and they go and kind of have a look and go and want to check it out, but there's nothing there. So I think Mm. what you've just, that advice that you've just shared there about doing the, you know, having everything, all your ducks in a row before you start really um, reaching lots of people with it is really, really good advice. Um, mm. So no, that's fantastic. So, and I was really, I was, I know when we first spoke, when you decided to come on the course and we did, you did the February intake, intake it was fascinating speaking to you because you'd obviously done a bit of research into working with PR companies, but you'd also had the background in PR as well. So um, 
I was, I was excited about working with you and also a little bit nervous because I always get a bit nervous when I'm working <laughs> with either teachers because I'm like, you know, this is all new to me. I've not taught before or people who've worked in PR and I've had on the first intake, I had a teacher and on the second intake, I had, I had you got self, but it's all worked really well. Um, it so, has. Yeah. So it's all worked out all right in the end. Um, but Brilliant. I, yeah. Yeah, totally. So can I just say, can I just ask you as well? Um, was there like a certain point where you thought, okay, we've, we've done, we've, uh, we've got, the social we've done the social media we've done some influencer work we've got um all the testimonials and reviews and everything now we need to reach a few more people um you know at what point did you think okay we need to get some publicity going it was definitely january uh, january february it yeah. was definitely january february because i started thinking um you know after christmas we'd done a lot of the groundwork and that's when I started sort of getting some prices and, and so forth and looking into it. So that was when that was the time when I thought, no, I really feel that we need to start getting some national press um, and local press. But I, again, uh, another reason why I came on the course was I sort of was at a loss as to think, how do I go to the local shops and get all the magazines? You know, where do I go to get? the information you know years ago we used to have a, a directory of yeah. all the publications i think i can't think it was called emap or something and that doesn't exist now so i did feel a bit of a, a a disadvantage if you like um not knowing quite what publications were out there and what we should be aiming at so coming on the course was so beneficial meeting other petpreneurs as well um, and working as a team really each week and having specific tasks and also interestingly um, one of the things that has changed quite considerably is the change in the way you submit press releases and photographs yeah even from 10 years ago um, and I feel sure that because you gave us the background of how to do that and specifics of how to write the press release how to submit the photographs as links um, to put a little um, photograph within the body of the email I feel sure that that has helped tremendously with getting the public the PR that I've actually got um, through the publications yeah do you know it makes a difference because our inboxes are so much busier now than they were even, mm -hmm. even 10 years ago and yeah it's just and and things like I've been working on a story today um, and I've had images sent to me as, as images rather than a link. And it's, it's kind of sewed my computer down. It's fine because I've been waiting for these images. So it's absolutely fine. But um, if you were, you know, if that person was emailing me cold, then I probably would delete that because of the size of the email. So, mm. and you don't kind of, I guess these are all things that you don't really think about, do you, until you're in the thick of it and you're thinking, right, I want to, you know, I want to get myself out there. Um, so when you first kind of, when you were before, so before you did the program, how confident did you feel about about putting yourself out there and about you know starting on your PR launch, all you know with a fresh product and a, and you know starting all over again? How confident did you feel? I I was pretty confident, I have yeah. to say, and I think that was because we had the background, we had yeah. the, the, the we had the what shall I say the 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 social proof was mm -hmm. so important um, because. I wanted to make sure that there weren't going to be any glitches, that we weren't going to have any comeback. I didn't want to put myself out there with PR and marketing 
um, get all this wonderful publicity and then all of a sudden somebody has a major problem with the product. Yeah. Um, we'd done all the groundwork and having had such a fantastic launch at the National Pet Show, um, we knew we were on to a winner. So I did feel pretty confident. Um, and I have to say the PR that I've obtained in the last few months, uh, really from sort of March onwards, has far exceeded my expectations, I suppose, because we've managed to get full pages of PR in a couple of magazines, which I never would have envisaged getting. Um, I just was hoping for mentions yeah. as opposed to full page articles on us. So I'm absolutely thrilled. And it goes in no small part to taking part in the publicity course that you put on, I feel sure. Oh, thanks, Julie. Well, the thing is, is um, like we were talking about, you know, the, the busy inboxes, but also things have really changed in that a lot of publications have had cutbacks and and they're running on a really small staff, whether that's a local publication or even like, you know, the large newspapers and magazines and websites are really um, up against it. So if you can if you can give them something that's written in exactly the format that they want for that publication, then mm. chances are it will go in as a, as you know, as a big story. And as long as it's, as long as there's something there and there is a story there and it's not just, you know, buy my dog gate, it's brilliant. Um, mm. Then, then yeah, you know, you can get some really good results, can't you? So you can, so you, um, I've obviously seen the cuttings that you've, you've had, which is brilliant. Um, but one of the things I wanted to focus on on this, on this episode um, is you've had six pieces of national press in six weeks, haven't you? So yes. just to kind of, we're talking in August now and you started the uh, programme in February. So one of mm. the things I do say to people when they're kind of thinking about doing this is it does take a little bit of time for things to start coming through. So you've now you're now on I think you're on like, like week seven or something now aren't you of your amazing run but <laughs> yes tell me about the six pieces of press that you've had um where you featured right well the first was a, the Daily Mail um and that came about through um a request on a couple of there's a couple of um Facebook pages called yeah. Feature Me and light bulb and yep. the light bulb is just a five pound subscription per month mm -hmm. and it has both uh national journalists um broadcasters people from tv um and feature me as more your women's uh pages in national magazines and newspapers yeah. And the Daily Mail had put uh, a request, uh, when a, a journalist had put a request out saying that they wanted, uh, they're looking for pets that have a problem with epilepsy. Now, my little dachshund that we have, our family pet, he has a problem with epilepsy and he, it changed because we changed his food. Yeah. And so I wrote into the journalist um, saying this. Now, one of the good things about when you, respond to PR like this is they know and you know that they're going to give you a mention if you run your own business yeah so it's a it's a two-way thing you don't get paid for it but you get your business mentioned and that's one way of getting PR and I had a day it was before COVID before lockdown um, that was not even thought of uh, back in February I had the Daily Mail um, I had a makeup artist come to my house I had uh, a Daily Mail photographer and they took a load of pictures of my Dachshund Jack and I um, because then I was going to be featured in a pet product uh, pullout yeah. in the Daily Mail. And I, at the time when I responded to it, I didn't know it was going to be a pet product pullout. 
Um, but I managed to get a really good mention for, for Doggate in that, yeah. even though the article was about uh, his epilepsy. So you might get PR in that way. So you get mentions as opposed to this is the most wonderful product there ever was type yeah. of PR. Um, so that was that. Um, I also met the editor. Well, I did go to Crofts and it was yeah. just as COVID was sort of the, 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 the worrying signs were there, but we had bought our tickets. Um, you know, the, the, there was no lockdown type, you know, things were happening yeah. in Italy, but at the time it was like, shall I go? Shan't I go? But my husband and I did go and I met the editor of edition dog there and gave her our card. I took her card, had a chat with her. And I didn't contact her immediately because I thought I've got to let it, things die down from um, crafts. Yeah. But probably about three or four weeks later, I emailed her and said, hi, Jennifer, I hope you are well. I hope you remember me from, um, I think it's Jennifer. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we chatted about Doggate. And I sent her all the information and she came back to me and said, um, thank you for sending it. She did actually respond and she yeah. said, um, thank you. Uh, it probably won't go in for a couple of issues. We've had a lot in. And I didn't even know. I didn't. I just thought, well, I'll wait and see if it does come out in a couple of more issues. And I sent it exactly the way that you had taught us in the course um, which is one of the other reasons why I'd left it a little bit as well before I sent everything. And the next thing I know, she's done a full page spread. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely thrilled. And I think it was because I'd made a point of going to speak to her at Crufts. She also liked the fact we were a family business. She likes to promote family businesses. And she made that point. I, and, and one of the things that I've, I've done with every single piece of journalistic PR I've got, I've contacted the journalists afterwards and thanked them. Yeah. And it's gone a long way because I think too many people don't get thanked. Yes. Um, so any a bit of advice there would be is make sure that you thank anybody. Um, so that was uh, addition dog. We also discovered that Doggate fits extremely well on caravans and motorhomes. Yeah. So I did. We, I know we discussed this, didn't we, Rachel, in the course? about me approaching caravan magazines. And that's when you said to me, there's an app called Red, Readly. It's Readly, Redly. And that's where you can get all your magazines. And it was a, a revelation. Oh my goodness me. It was like opened up the floodgates for me because all of a sudden, all the magazines for $7.99 a month, you can get them all online. And I spent a few hours going through all the magazines that I felt would, have, would be good to approach. And the other bit of advice I'd say is approach everybody personally, find out the editor's name, get them an email address. So I approached um, a whole rake of caravan magazines and we appeared in three of them. And I'm due to be um, going in two more in a couple of months' time. So wow. that's been very successful, yes. Um, okay. And uh, I was also in Women's Own recently because again, I responded to a request from a journalist who was looking for people who like to wear a wedding ring. And because I've been married for 34 years, I quite like wearing my wedding ring. And again, I got a mention for Doggate. So the bits of PR I've got have been, some have been specific about Doggate 
and some have been mentions yeah. but it's at the end of the day it's all pr and mm. um, the other brilliant one we had was uh, via yourself which was the sun on sunday which was a competition and again i'd advise anybody if you've got the opportunity to promote your services or product through competitions either locally or nationally then utilize that as well definitely um yeah i did actually did a podcast after your competition about how to make the most of being in a competition and and i also did an extra session in the course because i know you can get because i was when i was when i was talking to you about it when you're actually going in the competition i was thinking do you know what there's so much you can do with this i need to um i need to really um knuckle down and do something quite extensive on on that topic and have you been in your dog magazine as well julie oh i have yes yeah <laughs> i have been in your dog magazine um we were in the dog shopping uh section and again that worked well because anna webb who is a, a broadcaster and journalist uh in the dog world she knew, she writes for the magazine and we had approached her as well about Doggate and I was able then to mention it to the editor when I contacted the editor of Your Dog that Anna Webb had got a Doggate because yeah. we'd fitted one at her home and yeah Sarah the editor um, put it in her dog shopping section as well so yeah we were highly delighted with that brilliant okay so i think the big takeaway for me listening to this because obviously i kind of know what you do but i don't know all the ins and outs you've actually i know more now from about how you approach things than i did when we were kind of going through the program together but mm. what's really jumped out is that you've personalized everything and um, yes. you know and yeah you've you've spent time researching and you know making a pitch that feel that makes the, the person who's receiving it feel a bit special rather than you know something that you just bashed out to the world and his wife and oh totally database yeah what i with the other thing is is that with the emails although i copied and pasted them i did personalize them with the mm -hmm. names of the people and then saying i really do hope this will be of interest to, to you for caravan magazine or park home magazine and or if they had a particular section in a magazine um the dog shopping section in your dog magazine so it wasn't like you say it was taking time to really persevere and think about it rather than just a blanket so it was yeah people did appreciate i think it worked you know people did appreciate it definitely no it does it does work absolutely um mm. so what do you say so going from your um from your days in pr like in the 80s um to pr now what what would you say has changed what's kind of you know what's different what surprised you um <laughs> it's the speed yeah it's the speed of everything i think in those days um we used to send press we used to type press releases out we then used to photocopy them onto headed paper send them in an envelope with photographs that we'd got had a you know we had like 30 or 40 photographs um, and now you literally send everything on email with a link to the photographs. Yeah. And that is the, it's the speed um, with which um, the other thing is we used to, uh, you know, use bikes to send information to magazines and newspapers, you know, um, more, you know, the amount of, you know, leather clad men that used to come into our offices <laughs> collecting, um, you know, parcels and, um etc so that that that's changed considerably yeah. um there used to be an awful lot of lunches that used to take place in the 80s um where journalists were wined and dined and that doesn't seem to happen these days very much 
um, you know, because there aren't the budgets for it these days. No, more's a pity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the absolutely fabulous is really uh, reflective of how it was more in the 80s and 90s than it is certainly for modern day PR. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, definitely. Like, you know, most, it, it's, it's so hard to get people to come out of the office nowadays. Yes. Like, um, yeah. As Eve, like as a journalist as well as you know, you know, I've I've worked, I still work as mostly as a journalist, but I've done, I used to do some shifts at a PR company, and yeah, trying to get journalists to come out of the office was hard work. Um, yeah, so things have really changed compared to what it used to be like in the in the eighties and nineties. Um, yes. So yeah, so what advice would you give to anyone who is who is thinking that you know they want to get some publicity but they're not quite sure, um, you know, how to go about it? I would say, um, obviously, sign up for your course. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm blushing. Um, yes, I would say, um, yeah, definitely, if, if people aren't sure. Um, I would, bits of advice, if, if you're not sh wanting to sort of sign up immediately for a course, I would say that contact your local newspapers uh, if you're if you've just got a local business, um, you're not looking to go national. Uh, contact your local local newspapers, network locally. Um, try and do collaborations with local companies. Um, for example, if you if you're running a dog walking business, dog boarding business, perhaps see if there's a local pet first aid company that you could link up with and help each other out. Um, that type of thing. Um, Obviously, if you're launching a national product, I do think you do need to either employ a PR company or do a course like this if you haven't got the experience in PR yeah. um, that, that you need to do. Um, persistence and follow up and make everything personal and yeah. be extremely nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do have to, you do have to um, be... Yeah, as a, a yeah, as a as a freelance journalist pitching as well, you you have to be very nice um, to everybody. Yes. I was listening to another podcast who, which is run by a journalist um, called Freelance Fields, and she was talking about she was talking to another freelance who does some PR as well, and she was saying, you know, do you agree that you have to be nice to everybody? And this girl was saying, yes, you have to be nice to everybody. But then at the, at the end of the day, if your product is going to get in a magazine or newspaper that's read by like potentially millions of people, then Yes, you, um, you you're quite happy to do a bit of bit of a charm offensive, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it works. Um, and I'd also say if you've got products, offer some products to the to the to um, the journalists yeah. for them to to try. You know, um, we've offered dog gates to journalists, but they yeah. haven't always wanted it, um, yeah. and some have. Um, we're we're going into Take a Break magazine, the Pets magazine, later on this year because that only comes out two or three times a year. Yeah. And the guy, the editor who runs it, has taken a dog gate. But at least we feel then that it's going to be genuine. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got one. Um, he's going to put it in his magazine, but it's genuine there because he's actually tried it. Definitely. No, it does make sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so well, Gio, it's been absolutely brilliant chatting to you, um, and you've shared like loads of really, really helpful information. And also, it's one thing. It's one I always feel with the podcast. It's one thing me saying always say thank you and do these different things that I, you know, I suggest that people do. But when you actually talk about the fact that you've done them and 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 the the results that you get from it, I think that's really, um, you know, that's really helpful for people because they can see. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, no, that it I does would... work. Absolutely. I'd, I'd recommend anybody who's unsure 
um, who wants a bit of extra help, uh, definitely the course is absolutely although i've had experience it was invaluable rachel yeah. and yeah i'm grateful and it's certainly given me more confidence and help and support um and working with others in the pet industry i think that's another thing you sometimes yeah. when you're when you're although i've got my family um you know it's, it's nice to work with other people and uh that was one of the things that we uh, enjoyed uh, yeah. as part of the course as well wasn't it and it was through lockdown so it was quite nice to do it uh, through lockdown as well something positive to do definitely you all kept me sane in lockdown and, that's, <laughs> and, and it's really good that it's now like I've been able to turn it into a membership now because I think people do need the extra support and I think it's really yeah. good like obviously we did the you did the 12-week course but that's continued into the membership now so I can still see what you're doing um, and mm. it's great obviously to have you um, chatting about what works and what doesn't with the other members as well yeah. Um, so yeah so what's next for Doggate then Right, next for Doggate, uh, well we launched recently Doggate Plus so that it identifies the difference between Doggate for the front door and then Doggate for the room divider and stairgate. Um, we are selling through Amazon and next um, we're working on selling abroad. So we are working on that as we speak and hopefully we'll be launching in other countries in the wow. not too distant future. So yeah, watch this space. Fantastic. So it's all going really well then. I'm so chuffed to see how popular Thank it's been. You. And you, I know how hard you've worked as well. So it's fantastic. Um, okay. So Julie, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Where can people find out more about um, who you are and what you do um, and the dog gate? Right. Our website is www.dog-gate and it's g8.com. Uh, if you want information about the pet franchise, because uh, we are looking for, st for more franchisees um, in the pet industry, it's petshomesandgardens.co.uk. And I can be contacted at jm at petshomesandgardens.co.uk. Fantastic. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's lovely to chat to you. And thanks for sharing all of your brilliant, um, your, yeah, your brilliant tips as well. It's really, really helpful. So thank you. Thank you, Rachel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.